Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to Total Information AM with Tom Ackerman. I'm Megan Lynch. Medgar and Murley Evers were partners in the civil rights struggle. His killing became a catalyst for passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Veteran journalist and MSNBC host Joy Ann Reed has written a new book about their partnership, Medgar and Murley, Medgar Evers, and the love story that awakened America. She joins us now on KMOX. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Well, thank you so much for talking with us this morning. You know, in reading through the book, it's it's interesting how they got involved in the civil rights movement and how Murley really got pulled along with Medgar. Yeah, she, she was pulled along very reluctantly at, at first, and she was very open about it. I interviewed uh, Miss Murley um, about half a dozen times for this book. And, you know, she really, in, in a way that I kind of compare to Michelle Obama's you know, honesty about her own doubts when uh, Barack Obama ran for president, Murley had doubts. Um, She really wanted to be what she was, which is a 1950s housewife. She was in love with her husband and just wanted him to survive. And having grown up herself in Vicksburg, Mississippi, she knew how dangerous it was for him to be selling civil rights, along with the insurance that it was his real job when he first got out of college. So she was very reluctant, um, but she, you know, was a supportive spouse. She was his secretary, worked for him, both for the insurance company and for the NAACP. But she really never lost her doubts right until the end. Um, and even as she embraced his mission, she was terrified that she would lose him. And and ultimately, she she did. She was incredible, though, the grace and strength she showed even just the day after he was killed in their carport. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, what I try to remind people, you know, people know a lot more about you know, Dr. Betty Shabazz and uh, who was Malcolm X's widow and Coretta Scott King, the great uh, lady uh, of the King family, who was Dr. King's widow. But Murley was the first national civil rights widow. She was the one who had to write the playbook that others could follow. I mean, there had been many, many civil rights widows. There were many um, you know, activists and black men who were lynched uh, and killed in Mississippi. But she was the first one with a national profile. She was the first one to walk out of her front door after the assassination to Dan Rather and the CBS News crew staring her in the face and had to figure out, like, how do I manage this? How do I speak to his legacy? How do I speak to my own pain and to my children's pain 
in a way that will allow his legacy to thrive and not be dismissed because of my own rage and anger. But anger and rage is what she felt. So she had to collect herself and figure out how to communicate what Medgar had been trying to do and to keep his legacy alive, even as he was slain. Does Medgar Evers get the same credit as other civil rights leaders of that time? I think not. I think partly because of the year in which he died, 1963, was such a momentous year in American history. Um, Everything from the March on Washington that happened a couple months after uh, Medgar's assassination to the assassination of the president of the United States that December. And in between those, the bombing that killed four little girls in Birmingham, Alabama. There were just so many events that kind of, you know, sort of catapulted the civil rights um, movement forward, but also washed his memory away, even though each of those things that happened, he was a part of those events. I mean, the March on Washington was in part a reaction and an anger at his assassination. Dr. King, in his original version of his I Have a Dream speech, which he gave that summer in Detroit, included a line about Medgar Evers and Emmett Till and him having a dream that people like them could live on their lives and grow old. Um, it was the march was in part to push uh, John F. Kennedy to complete the civil rights bill that he promised and that he handed a copy of to Merle Evers in the White House when she came with her children to visit after the assassination. And, uh, and of course, Kennedy, uh, part of the rage at him um, was because he was promising to deliver on civil rights. And that bill later becomes the Civil Rights Act of 1964. We're speaking with journalist and MSNBC host Joy Ann Reed. Had they ever, I mean, they faced so many threats, um, you know, when he was head of the NAACP there. Had they ever talked about what would happen if those threats did come true? Um, they did. And, you know, the, the the couple, you know, they were very honest with each other about the threats that um, Maker faced. He was number one or number two at any time uh, in the 11 years he was in the civil rights uh, business, I guess you could say, on the Klan's hit list. You know, James Meredith and he would sort of trade places as who was number one after James Meredith desegregated Ole Miss. And so, you know, they knew the death threats were real. And, you know, all Merle had to do was pick up the phone every time it rang. And there was someone uh, on the other end who was either someone begging for help, for Medgar's help, who needed help as a civil, as a victim, um, or a Klansman or some other white voice on the other end vowing to kill them, to blow up their home. Um, Their home was firebombed two weeks before the assassination. So, you know, this was a threat that they lived with for 11 years, and it was exhausting and terrifying, and they acknowledged it to each other. Um, But in the end, Medgar Evers, you know, was brave enough to withstand those threats because he believes in his cause. You know, someone recently um, over the last couple of days texted me a question that actually really just set it deep with me and I'm still sitting with it is they said, why didn't Navalny, why did Navalny go back to Russia knowing he would be killed? And why did Medgar stay in Mississippi knowing he would be killed? There, there is this physical bravery and psychic bravery that go together when you believe in freedom and when you have a love for your country that, eat, that surpasses your knowledge of its flaws. Now, she could have easily just raised her children, but she went on to have incredible achievements of her own. Tell our listeners about that. Right. Well, after, you know, and Megger had a very fraught relationship with the NAACP. He fought with them. The leadership in New York didn't approve of his tactics, which included sit-ins and, uh, you know, in the streets tactics. They really wanted to fight in the courts. 
And he, at you know, the end of his life was pretty sure he was going to be fired by them because he really believed in what the young people wanted to do in the streets. So Medgar had, I mean, Murley had some ambivalence toward the NAACP. She felt that they didn't protect him. They refused to pay for, for instance, for physical security for the home. But she was convinced, um, you know, years later, um, in fact, by um, the Black Eagle, the great, the late, great Joe Madison, who, who appealed to her when they went to Medgar's graveside um, at Arlington National Cemetery. He appealed to her to take over the NAACP, which during the 1990s was in some really difficult financial straits. It was really having problems um, and scandals and had really fallen off of its mission and he convinced her to run uh, for the, the position of chairman of the board. And she ran and she won. Um, and she led the organization that her husband had led in Mississippi. She led it on a national level, which was a huge achievement for a woman. She was only the second woman um, and for a widow, uh, a, a, a literal civil rights widow to take over the organization. I've seen a number of interviews with her. But, you know, as a journalist, I have to wonder what it was like for you to talk to her face to face as you prepared this book? Well, you know, I had spoken with her um, over the phone. We did about half a dozen interviews by phone. And then finally, we got the opportunity to fly out to Pomona, to California, I mean, to Claremont, California, I'm sorry, I should say, uh, and interview her. And it was wonderful. I mean, to just be in her presence is just such an honor. She's just such a warm, wonderful, interesting person. And as you said, just for a journalist, this is sort of a dream come true interview, right? Like, you know, uh, I had interviewed her in person once before in 2018, which is what inspired me to write the book in the first place. I interviewed her for my weekend show, AM Joy. And, you know, this is having had interviewed her remotely before. So this interview for the book was my second in-person interview with her. Um, And it just, it's such a a treat to be able to speak with somebody who lived the history that you read about and that you're studying and researching. But she is that history. She embodies it. She's here. She's 90 years young, feisty and still fighting. She's still in the fight and she still has so much to say. And so I think that, you know, it's like getting a great oral history with, you know, one of the lions of the civil rights movement. And she's right here in your face, able to speak with you. It's really a journalistic dream come true. I know this is going to be a hard question, but maybe what's one takeaway from your work on their story that you would leave with our listeners this morning? The the takeaway that I have from the book is that what we need if we want to fight for a better society is courage. And the thing that gives you the greatest courage is love. You know, I, I said it to Stephen Colbert, and I'll just say it again. You know, love will make you run into a burning building to save your children because you love them. And if you love something, you will develop the courage to fight for it. And I think the takeaway I have is that we live in an age of incredible cowardice when it comes to standing up for our democracy, where politicians who are rich and powerful refuse to stand up to even one person because they're afraid of a tweet. We need to develop enough love for this country, for this society, and for its possibilities to fight for our democracy, because people like Medgar fought with nothing, with no money, with no security, with no few resources. And if they could have that kind of courage and face the Klan, then we can have enough courage to face one person and fight for our democracy. Thank you so much for joining us on KMOX this morning. Thank you. 
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.